name. Someone said in Jesus' name. Amen. I would ask you to remain standing for just one moment. And we will look to the book of Exodus in the first division. And as you're going there, Exodus chapter 1. Let me just say, of course, and, and, and how could I not, how thankful I am for our pastor, amen. This ministry team, this body of believers, you bless me, you encourage me, you are strength to me, and I am so thankful for each of you. And I want to especially say how thankful I am for my wife. I love her dearly. And, uh, you know, I've noticed that she's been missing the last few times I preach. I'm not sure what's up with that, but... Uh, Maybe, maybe. Uh, actually, this morning, I'm going to ask you to pray for her. She is not well at all, and um, I do want to honor her, though. I thank her uh, from the bottom of my heart for who she is to me, my good thing. Somebody say amen. My toddler baby girl, Braylon, and my soon-to-be sweet 16, Brooklyn Renee. Oh, have mercy. You go to your room till you're 30. Hallelujah. I'll give you whatever you want. You just can't come out. Hallelujah. I am so thankful for my little girl. And today, my son, Kedrick Isaac, graduates from high school today. And, uh, yeah, yeah, amen. And um, I'm going to just get real sentimental for one quick sec. This picture came up on my screensaver this week, and it about took me out, folks. I remember my little cub, you know what I'm saying? And now his mane is bigger than mine, if you know what I mean. But, uh, but um, I started thinking about my little boy. Now, here he is back when he was a cub, yeah, with his dad, yeah. I ain't seen that smile in a minute. It's got a little algae on it. But uh, I love that boy with all my heart, and he has the birthright in our house, and I am just thankful for my son and God's blessings in each of our lives. Are you thankful for family today? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The word that the Lord has laid upon my heart was uh, originally laid upon my heart when I was supposed to speak a few weeks ago when we were highlighting children's ministry. And it's a word for the church, so don't tune it out today. It's not just about children's ministry, but today it has taken on a, a new depth of meaning considering the events transpiring in my own life. So in Exodus uh, chapter 1 and verse 22, I want to read at the end of there uh, in, in, in Exodus 1. And Pharaoh charged all his people saying, and, and I, I, I want to call something to your attention straight away. He didn't charge the generals and the sergeants. He didn't just charge the armies. The scripture is very clear. It says it charged all his people. In other words, there was an agenda in all of Egypt. The children at the table in Egypt received this charge. Every son that is born you shall cast into the river. Talking about children of Israel. And every daughter ye shall save alive. We move to the second division, Exodus 2. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. Someone say, a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him. Someone say, hid him. Three months. 
And when she could not longer hide him, there came a day where he just could not be hidden. She took for him an ark of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister, someone say, the sister. Praise the Lord. We got some sisters in here. Hallelujah. His sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the river's side. She had her whole little entourage. That's how the world does it. Everything's pomp and splendor. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Something transpired that when the Egyptian saw the Hebrew baby, she knew it was a Hebrew. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, talking about Miriam, Moses' sister, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? Someone say that she may nurse the child for thee. Someone say raising a Hebrew. My God in heaven, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Hallelujah. Would you go before the Lord with me? Let's entrust him with the next few moments. Let's ask him to speak in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray right now, Lord, that your presence would be in this place, that your word would come forth in purity. God, make your servant invisible this morning, God, and just speak to us, God. Just be near to us, Lord. I pray that our faith would be increased and that we would leave here with resolve in our hearts to be the body that you have called us to be, to walk in victory, Lord, and to know that we are indeed the church of the living God. In Jesus' precious name, someone agree with me. Clap your hands unto the Lord as you are seated. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in this house. I'm going to ask my, my, my dearly uh, beloved sound brethren back there to give me a little monitor too here. I scream less at people when I can hear myself. Hallelujah. Someone say it takes a Hebrew to raise a Hebrew. Now, my, my wife is the granddaughter of the late Bishop Joe David Sizemore. And as I was explaining to some family members what I had on my heart to minister a few weeks ago, they said to me, Pastor Sizemore preached a message called, It Takes a Hebrew to Raise a Hebrew. Now, if I heard it, I was probably young, and I may have been under the pew with my feet pushing on the bottom of, of the pew or perhaps, uh, you know, getting flicked in the ear by mom or what have you. I don't remember, Brother Tyler, Bishop preaching that message. And I, I, I don't have the confidence to say that I will deliver what he delivered, but I do believe that God has something for us here today. The children of Israel's exodus from Egypt is, I'm confident, it has got to be the most preached sermon about deliverance. It's got to be the most, the most prevalent story that is referenced when deliverance is being preached. Moses going before Pharaoh and declaring, let my people go. And, and, and we always say it authoritatively like that, but we know that Moses was timid when the task was handed to him. 
But this story is a story of the culmination of the miraculous. The hand of God in the lives of the children of Israel. This deliverance is a landmark even to us as present day believers. The great I am, this I am leading and guiding and making a way. It starts with this burning bush and there's a Red Sea deliverance and there's a pillar of cloud that leads them by day and a pillar of fire that leads them by night. On and on it goes. Is it any wonder that when they crossed the Red Sea that Miriam would raise her voice and she couldn't hold back any longer but she said, I will sing unto the Lord for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and the Lord is my song. He is my God and I will prepare him a habitation. Yes, I will exalt him. Hallelujah. Her song continued verse after verse. What a deliverance. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is our heritage, church, and we should rejoice. We rejoice in victory. And the victories that are declared to be the greatest, the victories that are celebrated with the most zeal, hallelujah, are over the enemies and over the circumstances and the trials that are always the most sinister and the most fierce. It's a feature, not a benefit. They'll come back, hallelujah. When the pain that touches each of us is healed, We are collectively in a posture and a position of humble awe. Do you understand what I'm saying? All of Israel was affected, Brother Colbert. Everyone felt the pain. They were in a place of bondage. They were enslaved. The declaration of Pharaoh has gone forth, and the declaration itself revealed the spirit that was in Egypt. And it did not stop with Pharaoh, but it went down through his own government into the families And into every individual that was a citizen of Egypt. There was great animus and there was prejudice toward the children of Israel. Do you hear what I'm saying? They were not Israel's friend, no matter what song they sang on MTV. They were not Israel's friend, no matter what they posted on social media. They had an agenda to stamp out life in Israel as Israel knew it and to extinguish any prospect of there being victory. Egypt was against, engineered, mechanized against Israel. It's a spirit that is familiar in the world today. One that would desire to extinguish life. One that would call evil good and good evil. And so every Hebrew son is to be cast into the river. There is an agenda. There is an edict. This ruler that has become consumed with a lust for power. He rules over a people that have great power with God, but they're living well below their privilege as bondsmen. What a paradox. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here for just a moment and just tell you how I feel about Egypt. I don't like it. I don't like Egypt. I don't like Egypt's agenda. I don't like Egypt's mission. I don't like Egypt's culture. I don't like their government. Oh, sure, sometimes my flesh will do a double take. Oh, look at that. That sounds pretty snappy. 
Look at that adornment. Look, look at the culture and how alluring it can be. But, uh, but I don't like what it stood for then, and I don't like what it stands for now. Come on, church. The church would do well to remember that we have been delivered from Egypt. The church would do well to remember that we ought not look like them. We ought not talk like them. Hallelujah. The church would do well to remember today that we have crossed over the Red Sea. We've been baptized in the name of Jesus. We've been covered by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. If anyone under the sound of my voice has been brought out, I wish you'd testify with your lips. Put your hands together and say, He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock to stay. Hallelujah. He put a song just like Miriam in my soul today. A song of his praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Pharaoh knows. He knows that the male infant, that baby boy, grows into the stature of a man. And that men, men of God, hear me, hear me this morning, see the parallel. Men of God, no less, are a danger to any that would threaten life, that would enslave, or that would hold hostage. It's the children of God that are the wild card to the enemy. Do you hear me? It's the children of God that he doesn't know what to do with. Hallelujah. It's the children of God that will threaten every nefarious plot. Boys grow up to be men and men wield swords and spears and men make war. The enemy knows that those born for victory in battle must be exterminated before they realize their full potential. I said the enemy knows that those that are born for victory in battle must be exterminated before they reach their full potential. Young person, the enemy knows that before you reach your full potential, he has to unleash hell in your life and assault you with every lie that comes from the pit thereof because there's only a window of time before... Before victory is wrought in your hands, hallelujah, before your testimony sets somebody free, before the dance in your feet, hallelujah, and the praise in your mouth is the key to revival in your city and in your school. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Child of God, there's something born in you that is born for victory. I said it's on the inside. Somebody say it's on the inside of me. Some of you have suppressed it. Some of you have forgotten about it. Some of you have looked around and said, well, Egypt's killed a million babies so far. What's one more? I'm here to tell you, don't let that thing inside of you die. Don't let that thing that God put in your care die. You have a calling. You have an election. You have a purpose in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so it is, though our text did not reveal her name As we read it, there was one Jochebed in Egypt. (laughs) Thank you for Jochebed. She was an Israelite. The Bible says that she was the daughter of one Levi. I'm going to say it like this. She was the daughter of the priesthood. She was the offspring of the priest. Hallelujah. Perhaps not in this moment. Everything that would be in the priesthood had come about yet. But nonetheless, I have a hypothesis, and I want to go ahead and submit it to you this morning. There was something about preservation that was in Jacobed's DNA. Hallelujah. Something about sacrifice. Something about atonement. Something about standing before God and between God and man and about being a, a 
effectual conduit of his mercy and of reconciliation. It was down on the inside of her. She understood something that maybe none of her peers understood, but she said, I've got to buy this baby away. I've got to protect it. This is what God put in my care. I've got to hide it from the enemy. I've got to shelter it. I've got to do whatever I can to preserve it. Hallelujah. There was a mother in Egypt, a mother that was not content to let the culture, a mother that was not content to let the government, to let the system that she found herself in. There was a mother in Egypt that was not content to acquiesce or to stand by. There was a mother that said, I'm raising a Hebrew. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm raising a Hebrew. A mother that said everything might be engineered against this baby, but I'm going to hide it. I'm going to preserve the life of this child. I'm going to shelter it until I can't shelter it anymore. I'm going to whisper in its ear, Shema Yisrael, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hallelujah. And thou shalt love the Lord. Hallelujah. And him only shalt thou serve. Come on, come on. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. If you don't have children in this place, but you're part of this church, the church is the mother. The church is the mother. We've got to come alongside our little brothers and our little sisters, spiritual babes in Christ. We've got to remind them that they can make it. We've got to tell them that there's one God. We've got to have a praise upon our lips and a testimony in our mouth. Hallelujah. Because we're raising a Hebrew. We're raising a Hebrew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me encourage the church today, specifically a parent. It's all right to say no to the entertainment of this world. It's all right. It's all right. I know I've seen eyes roll like a bowling ball. I've seen them. I've seen brows go up. Come on now. We all have. And there's nothing that hurts the heart of a parent more than seeing the resistance in the heart of their children. But I want you to know something. Whatever Egypt has in store for them ends in death. That's it. There's no second place. There's no what if. There's no, well, maybe it'll be okay. That's it. The thief cometh but to steal, but to kill, and but to destroy. Those are the three doors you get to pick from. We have to preserve what God is doing in the lives of the believers that we may see victory and power in the church of the living God. Hallelujah. 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 There's going to come a day when you can't hide them anymore. My Lord, I remember my children growing up. I'm, I had a, I had a uh, TV guardian. Man, what a tricky machine this was. It looked inside the closed caption of the television stream, and it looked for objectionable content, and it would mute whenever it saw it. Sometimes it'd mute on time, and sometimes it'd mute just a little late, and sometimes it'd mute a little early. And some of the things it thought were bad weren't always bad. And uh, I did everything I could to hide the baby away. You say, well, you can't protect them forever. You can protect them until they come of age. You can protect them until it's time for you to go out there and create an ark. 
You can protect them until it's time for you to release them into this world and say, God, I've done everything I can to this point, but they are going to have to be in your hands now. You can protect them until then. And this church has to remember, no matter if they're toddlers, no matter if they're preschoolers, blast zone age, whatever kind of hell is in their life, when they come into this place, we're building an ark for them. Hallelujah. We're telling them Jesus loves them. We're reminding them they have a purpose, that they're a chosen generation, that they're holy unto God that he loves them, that he loves them, that he loves them. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's a feeble effort, one hour a week. But let me tell you something. God can do more in an hour than hell can do all week long. Hallelujah. God can do more through the conduit of his love in your voice, in your hands, in your feet than he can do, than the enemy can do with an entire culture levied against them. I believe it this morning. I believe it with all my heart. Egypt would rather see that thing would God use for a blessing and for deliverance cast into the river and drown, stamped out. But we're called to holiness. We're called to kingdom living. And we're called to raise Hebrew children in 2019. And I know we can't hide our kids forever. Is the world pervasive? Is Egypt pervasive? Thank you. I almost said, Brother Ryan, forget the monitor. Turn on the house. Hallelujah. Egypt is pervasive. It's everywhere. I go in to get a cheeseburger, and what's going on on the screen behind me in the restaurant? Lord, have mercy. Our, 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 our mothers and fathers that had gone on before us, they had clutched their chest, fell out. It wouldn't have been in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It would have been shock and awe. And here we are. But this is where Jochebed puts that baby in the ark, in a basket. It sounds crazy. I can't imagine putting my little girl and going to a river's edge and, and saying, God, I trust you enough. I've prayed enough. I've labored enough. I've hidden her away enough. Now I'm going to let her go. But this is exactly what Jochebed did. You see, when the lineage of the priesthood acts to save a life, there's providence on the horizon. There's a promise that's coming down the dusty road. There's a miracle that's just ahead. You know the story. Egypt did discover the Hebrew baby. And Egypt will discover your calling. Egypt will discover that gift that God has put in you. And Egypt will discover our children. But don't believe that they will have the ability, the power, the strength, or the might to extinguish what God desires to accomplish. Hallelujah. Here's this precious little Hebrew baby boy sister. And she poses a question, man, is she ever leading the witness? She says way back in Exodus, what I believe she's still saying to the church today a question that we need to consider. Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrews that she may train this child up for you, that she may raise a Hebrew? What Miriam was really saying was an Egyptian can't raise a Hebrew. What she was really saying was is you need a Hebrew mama to raise this Hebrew baby. What she was really saying is you better find somebody who's got a relationship with Jehovah God if you're going to touch that Hebrew thing because it's holy and it's separated. It's the apple of his eye and you can't touch it. You can't touch it with your unclean hands. My God. Can I say 
can I just remind you that Miriam asked a question that's so pivotal. It's so critical. And can I tell you, she was a good sister. We got any good sisters in the house? Hallelujah. Watching out for the babies. Hallelujah. Watching out for their brothers and sisters in Christ. Hallelujah. Running down the riverbank. Oh, they're seeing some rapids. Oh, oh my goodness. There go. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh no. She's fallen into. He's fallen into. They're falling into the hands of the Egyptian. Oh, I have an idea. Can I get close enough? Can I get close enough to just begin to speak into the life of somebody and say, hey, hero Israel, one more time. The Lord our God is one God. Don't forget you're a Hebrew. Don't forget, I know all the gold, and I know all the head dressing, and I know all the, the blue eyelids and all that craziness. I know it's going to catch your eye, but don't forget you're a Hebrew, baby. You're a Hebrew, baby. You've got promise on you. Egypt hasn't changed its marketing in the least. Even those old paintings, those Egyptian girls. Woo! Lord, help me. Huh? Them, them Egyptian men, I never seen one that didn't have a six-pack. They were cut up. Some cut up brothers. Yeah. And we got the church saying, oh, I need some of that. Be careful. They were wearing skirts, too. You are laughing, but you need to hear the truth buried in what I'm saying. It's a slippery slope when you start idolizing Egypt. You've got to be careful. Egypt will take you further than you ever thought you'd go. My God in heaven. Ah, mm, Everybody all right here this morning? Man, you, you want to get the choir back up here? Maybe we should get the choir back up here. Hallelujah. We want to see our children saved. Hallelujah. Yes, our youngsters, but our brothers and our sisters. If we want to see them thrive, if we want to see them filled with the Holy Ghost, if we want to see them preserved to the great day of salvation, if we believe in end-time revival, come on, folks, it's an if. you got to answer the question. If we believe in the end-time revival, we've got to step up and be the mother. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're raising Hebrews. Turn to the other neighbor and say, be the mama. Hallelujah. Come on. If we are going to raise Hebrews, we've got to be Hebrews. If we want to see them alive in Christ, then we have to be full of life and that more abundantly. If we want to see our children grow up and be holy, then we've got to grow up and be holy. Hallelujah. If they're going to serve, if they're going to love, if they're going to give, then I've got to serve and I've got to love and I've got to give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be indifferent today about the enemy's plot. It'll cost a child its life. If there's anything in me that's apathetic about reaching for my children, they'll be cast into the river. There's a torrent of darkness, a torrent of sin. Come on, church. I need you to feel this in your bones. Mom, I know you're tired. You've watched your friends. You've seen their children taken, spiritually murdered. I know Egypt's in your, in, in your ear saying, go ahead, walk like an Egyptian. Don't you do it, Mom. Don't you do it. You're a daughter of Zion. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are an overcomer. At the mention of his name, strength comes. At the mention of his name, 
name, he'll impart wisdom. At the mention of his name, he'll give you peace. Hallelujah. Father, don't buy into the lies. Those Egyptian men, I know they look like they got it all together, but there's trouble on the line. Be holy, Dad. Be holy, young man of God. Walk faithfully. Be in prayer. Heed the word of God. Young person, you're just as much a part of this as anybody. Brooklyn, there's a Braylon Ray coming up behind you. She worships the ground you walk on. I go in there to get her out of her crib. She don't even say good morning to me. Is Sissy up? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Listen, we've all got to play a part. Everybody run down the riverbank. See who's in turmoil. Let's find a way to make sure that we raise the Hebrew. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Mm. Hell is afraid of a church that raises Hebrew. Yeah. Uh huh. Now, 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 I'm not picking on anybody, but you might spill your coffee in a church that raises Hebrews. There's a lot going on there. Oh, I feel the Spirit saying, move on. Hallelujah. I hope I'm not being too abstract, church. Pharaoh was targeting the ones that could thwart his plan. We used to sing the song, the devil is a sly old fox. And yet we act like he ain't got no sense at all. What do you think you're playing with when you snuggle up next to the serpent? My God in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all remember the story of the old cowboy? Came down to the riverbank at fall. There's an old rattler snuggled up there trying to catch some sun, so getting close to hibernation time. The rattler says to the cowboy, he says, could you, just, could you just help me get across the river? Winter's almost here. I just want to get to a place where I can have rest. The cowboy said, you have lost your mind. You are a rattlesnake. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm old. I just curled up here by the riverbank. I just... It's all innocence. It's just superheroes. It's just. I know I'm making you all uncomfortable. Don't be uncomfortable. There's no condemnation. But somebody's got to stand on the wall and say, wake up. Moses was in Egypt, but Moses was not of Egypt. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have to remember that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We're just passing through. And God forbid that we don't just pass through. Heaven help us. Heaven help us. And so the rattlesnake begins his negotiation with the cowboy. Please, please, surely you understand. It's not long before they work out an arrangement. I'm going to pick you up by your tail. Any funny business, I'll drop in you quick. He says, I'm going to set you up here before the horn of my saddle. I got both eyes on you. Oh, the rattlesnake's obliging. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're doing me such a service. Just help me get across the river. And so here... The cowboy gets out into the middle of the stream. 
And things start to get a little tumultuous. And the waves start to splash up onto the rattlesnake. And the rattlesnake says, the water's so cold. I won't live if you don't, if you don't put me close. Can you, just, can you tuck me inside of your vest for just one moment? Can you, can you put me somewhere that's just a little warmer? Can you bring me a little closer? See, this is a problem with me preaching. I don't know what my notes say at this point, okay? But, but it sounds so innocent. It sounds so logical. It seems like it makes sense. We have an agreement. So in goes that old rattler. Yeah. And as they cross the river, the cowboy is thoroughly ready, as we all are, to get rid of things in our lives that have been with us too long. When we went further than we meant to go, there comes a time where it's time to lay it down. And he said, I've got to get this thing off of me. And as he reached in and took the rattlesnake, he said, all right, partner, you're on your own now. And in that moment, the venom goes into his veins. And as a cowboy falls from his trusty steed and he lays there on the riverbank, he says, why did you do it? We had a deal. And the rattlesnake says, you knew I was a rattlesnake when you picked me up. Man. I I don't. Yeah, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord for the truth. Hallelujah. The spirit still moves in parables. The spirit still moves in parables. Don't let Egypt touch the Hebrew baby. My God. Uh, There are young people and there are old folks in here alike. God has put something inside of you that is nothing short of what the Holy Ghost has conceived in you. When the angel came, I'm watching the time. Don't worry, I ain't going back up to that. When the angel came to Joseph, the angel said to Joseph, that thing that is conceived in Mary is of the Holy Ghost. I want you to know that the Holy Ghost puts things in you and me. But it was up to Mary not to abort that thing. It was up to Mary to bring that thing to full term. It was up to Mary to wean that baby. Do you understand what I'm saying right now? It is up to you and I to protect the calling and to protect the gifting and to protect the purpose and to keep intentionality at the forefront of everything that we do as believers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I want to encourage somebody today. Don't, 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 don't let the baby die. Don't let that thing die inside of you. Raise that Hebrew up. Don't you know that Hebrew is going to deliver a nation? Don't you know that that Hebrew is going to talk to a burning bush? Don't you know that that Hebrew is going to stand in the court of Pharaoh with authority? He's going to speak with power in his hands. He's going to deliver. Don't you know that that thing born of the Spirit is a Savior? Come on, church. Let's be realistic here today. We've got to raise Hebrews in my life, in your life, in the church at large we're raising Hebrews hallelujah Hallelujah. my Lord and my God I've got to move I've got to move we've got to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might 
We've got to take on the whole armor of God and stand in the evil day. We've got to come out of Egypt, come apart and be separate. We've got to love one another. Hallelujah. We've got to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Hey, I get it. I get it. Brian, you're preaching about a city we've never been to. Moses, you're telling us about a city we've never seen. Meanwhile, we've had manna for, yay, a hundred million days. What about the garlic and the leeks? Man, I'm telling you right now, I, I could probably smash some Egyptian food. It sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds a little Mediterranean. What about everything we remember back in Egypt? Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. It's a rattlesnake. It was a rattlesnake when you reach for it. It'll be a rattlesnake when it takes you out. We've got to flee the very appearance of evil. I feel, I feel this right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to digress for just a second. Maybe that's not the right word. I'm going to take a left. There are people under the sound of my voice who are thinking about a prodigal right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let me walk in the Spirit. The Lord laid this on my heart not long ago. I want to share it with you. The book of John says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him without Him. Was not anything made that was made, in Him was life. Scripture goes down, and we see that that Word was made flesh. Now, if you look in the book of Matthew specifically, and perhaps the other Gospels, there is a passage where Jesus said, if you destroy this temple, talking about his own body, I will raise it up again. And, and I wish in an apostolic church somebody would affirm today that Jesus Christ raised himself up from the dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was no defibrillator. Huh? No mouth to mouth. God, omnipotent, laid himself down, and God, omnipotent, raised himself up. Hallelujah. And I began to think about that. As I, I pray the word over my son and my daughters and over my wife and over so many of you and your children. And I pray the word. And the scripture says that the law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. And, and I stand upon it and I declare it. But yet we have prodigals, and I see so many of their faces, and I, I pray for them. And lately, I, I wasn't sure what was happening, but I, I started in the spirit to travail, and I said, I call to that word, that word that's been sown into their souls. I call to it to spring forth, to come alive, to grow in the name of Jesus. And I started thinking about it, and I said, my goodness, that word is Jesus Christ. Brian, you're praying that Jesus move. You mean to tell me that there are people in our lives where the word has been crucified in their life. It was received and then it was crucified. It was buried. It was shut away. And I don't know the season. 
Somebody's about to get this revelation right now. I don't know the season. I don't know how long it's going to stay. But that word by itself has the power to be resurrected in the life of the prodigal. And I'm telling you today, don't be discouraged. You keep praying for your prodigal. You keep claiming salvation. You keep believing. There's going to come a day where they're going to lay their pillow, lay their head down on their pillow at night, and suddenly a word is going to come alive in them. It's going to say, hey, what am I doing here at the pig trough? I could go back to my father's house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe in the resurrection power of the word of God today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord this morning in Jesus' name. My Lord and my God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We'll get alone in our prayer closets. We'll seek his face. We'll wait on him. We'll hide away that thing that he's doing in our lives until we can't anymore. Until we come to the stature of the man that God is calling us to be. Don't you be discouraged, child of God. He that has begun a good work in you will perfect it. He that has begun a good work in you will perfect it. What do you think Daniel was doing when he was praying three times a day? I'll tell you what he was doing. He was raising a Hebrew. Hallelujah. What do you think David was doing when he said, I will encourage myself in the Lord? He was raising a Hebrew. Hallelujah. What do you think Hannah was doing when she was mad and she went into the temple and she cried and she wept and she travailed until her voice left her? What do you think she was doing when she brought that precious baby back to the priesthood and said, he's yours. Take him. Use him however you see fit. She was raising a Hebrew. She was raising a Hebrew. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. If you're overwhelmed by the task today, if you're on the brink of giving up, if you're wondering how you're going to see it through, I just want to encourage you. Let's enter into covenant one with another. Miriam is here. Hallelujah. Jochebed is here. And while Moses may be somewhere adrift, I want you to understand that we are in covenant with one another to see him raised by a Hebrew mama, the Tree of Life Church in Montgomery. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, make us one, even as you are one. Amen. Let Zion travail. Let's stand across this whole assembly. God, make us one. Young people, come on. I want you, to, I want you, you young people, if you would, I want you to hear an elder for a moment. I want you to be the first in this altar. Let's ask the Lord to establish you. Don't wait. Don't wait. Let's do it now. The Word of God says He teaches our hands to war in the name of Jesus. Other places in Scripture it says, A bow of steel is broken by mine arms. The law of their God, as I quoted earlier, is in their hearts. None of their steps shall slide. Young people, I need someone to come to this altar. In the name of Jesus, one will put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. Come on, mom. Come on, dad. Hide the baby. Hide the baby. Turn off the tablet. Socialize Jesus. Mute the voice of culture. Come on, sever the destructive influence. It's not a message that glorifies Egypt. I just want you to be aware that we have been given a gift that could hold the very key to deliverance of a nation today. 
to deliverance of a nation. Hide the baby today. These altars are open. Our musicians are going to play. I know that I hit the ground running this morning, and I, I don't apologize for it. This is what the Lord laid on my heart. We've got to be a church. We've got to be a church that is Hebrew. That is Hebrew, raising Hebrews. We've got to be a church that cares enough to give, cares enough to love, cares enough to travail, cares enough to reach. Brother Andrew, if you would sing and play, we've got to be a church that will give all in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord, we commit this word to you this morning. Hallelujah. I pray right now a heavy, Lord Jesus, conviction move over us and a heavy resolve, Lord, that we can and will be Lord, your children, and that we will do exactly what you've called us to do. Lord, you are faithful, Lord. You are able, God. We bless you with our whole hearts, with our lips. We give you praise. You are mighty. Hallelujah. In my Father's house, there's a place for 